0: this week's episode of the Charlie Charlie One podcast, we are heading back to the employment and education cell, this time speaking with Kirsty Gallagher. Now, these episodes are always packed with very useful information. So if you haven't listened to the two previous ones with our employment and education manager, Becky Paris, I encourage you to do so. And then. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation here with Kirsty. As I said, it's packed with useful information for anybody serving, retired, or members of the wider Royal Marines family. Enjoy, Kirsty. Welcome to the Charlie Charlie One podcast, and thank you for uh, for giving up your time. I know it's a bit; everything's a bit up in the air right now with our restrictions on here at CTC in the office. You're at home, um, but through the magic of technology, we made it work. So thank you for giving up your time to speak to me today.
1: You are so welcome. No, it's an absolute pleasure, Um, and I think these podcasts are absolutely brilliant. It's such a good idea in terms of getting information out to our Royal Marines about what we do and how we can help.
0: And that is exactly what I want to do today. But before we do that, I always like to kind of introduce... Uh, our members of the team digitally to a digital audience. So before we get into what it is you do, let's talk a little bit about who you are.
1: Okay, yeah, no problem. So um, I'm the employment and education advisor here at the Royal Moines charity. Um, I work with Becky Paris, who I think everyone will be familiar with now. I know that she recorded a podcast with you recently. So Becky is the employment and education manager And I work underneath Becky, so to support her with all the strategy that we're working on at the moment to make better provisions in aiding you guys, our Royal Marines, our veterans, um, you know, into into work, helping you find find your pathway, so to speak. So that's what I've uh, been doing for this last year and a half at the charity. It's flown by. Um, Prior to that, um, I was in aviation uh, for many many years 18 years to be exact so i was cabin crew i flew for various companies to include virgin atlantic i flew privately and then fell into aviation recruitment um, which is kind of the draw why i'm here um, so i learned all about recruitment recruitment structure the processes um, understanding the The variations, people looking at different opportunities in different um, terms, looking for work suddenly, maybe they might have lost work, maybe they are growing um, and developing all the time and are looking for promotion, that kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, I've been very, very busy (laughs) in my career. And here I am at the Royal Marines charity um, working with you fantastic people. So yeah, it's been to date an amazing experience um, and I'm hoping to keep developing and growing within the charity, providing better services all the time.
0: And this is another reason I love doing these things, right? Because although like before lockdown, when we all worked here in the wooden hut and we we're all within, you know, a couple of meters of each other, Everyone gets so busy in their day-to-day job, we don't get a chance to sit and, and chat effectively. And, and I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you came from the aviation world, then got into recruit. I, and I I was gonna ask you, how did you end up going from your previous career into this one? But you've just explained it. So
1: <laughs> I so just think a bit
0: there. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that's interesting for me, and uh, as I'm sure it is for anyone listening. So you work with Becky. Yes. We've done I've done two podcasts with Becky. Um, people listening to this one may not have heard it or, or them sorry so let's delve a little bit into that then so what is it that you and Becky do together? Yeah,
1: sure so there's three of us in the team um, in the E&E department at TRMC so Becky is the employment and education manager and at the moment she's working on big strategies on how we can better deliver our service to our Royal Marines and our veterans. Um, then you have myself, Kirsty, the Employment and Education Advisor. So with, with the three of us, we work collaboratively. So Laurie deals with the funding elements. So in terms of things like courses um, kit provision, so you might find yourself um, looking into opportunities and roles that require a certain amount of kit that this particular candidate might not be able to afford outright. Okay, so she deals with that side of things so in a nutshell, we work to get our raw rings uh, our vulnerable raw Marines that fall into the category of maybe wounded, injured and sick, maybe our veterans who found themselves falling upon hard times we we start from scratch, so it's all about getting that candidate, that beneficiary through the door into employment in the best way that we can supporting them so that's with Uh, connections to clients that work with us very closely so they will provide us with the opportunities and all the information surrounding those opportunities. Um, The same again with learning providers so we'll work closely with them. Um, We try to sort of stay on board with our Lcas providers so that it works for you guys in a better way and then obviously Laurie then would kick in later on should there be um, a funding requirement. Obviously there are um, there are processes that she has to go through to make sure that she's funding the right people for the right things. Um, so yeah, so essentially that's what we do. We aim to support our transitioning Royal Marines back into civilian working world and industry in a smooth and linear way. That that's essentially what we do.
0: Now, I I'm I'm so out of despite you know having this this job and having worked for the charity for 10 years and, and still being very close to the serving core i'm completely out of the loop with how all that resettlement process works and that transition phase so you say you, you work you help work from the bottom and I, and I hope this doesn't make me sound like old and crusty and out of date <laughs> but i'm trying to put myself in in um someone else's shoes and yeah. so if i was coming to you for what uh, for help sorry yeah so, I'm imagining at, at the most basic level, someone at least needs a CV. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. yeah. And so and- that's definitely something I help with. So we uh, we have created a CV and cover letter template essentially that, as former recruiters, both Becky and I coming from recruitment industry, we know exactly what a CV should look like and how it should read. What will grab the attention of the recruiter the employer or wh- whoever's picked up that cv to read it and they're in charge of recruitment we know what they are looking for so becky actually put together this uh, template uh, some time ago it's brilliant um it gives you the do's the don'ts what you should write what you shouldn't write how to format it uh, and grab that attention quickly because it's really important so the average recruiter It takes them three seconds to decide whether or not they are going to continue reading your CV. Um, So this template basically just makes it so readable um, and quite an attractive template too, um, so that they are more likely to want to continue reading about you, particularly if they've got endless CVs to get through. So for each role that they advertise, they can have hundreds of CVs. Um, So yours has got to really stand out. Um, and you guys come with amazing skill sets. Um, it, it's interesting how many guys I speak to who don't realise how qualified qualified they are in terms of going from military into civilian industry. Um, so it's really interesting working with you guys because putting together your CVs is a lot of fun. It's really interesting. I'm still learning myself all the time about the kind of courses that you do. Uh, whilst you're serving in the Corps, and how that translates into civilian skill and qualification. So absolutely, CVs, so important, cover letters, super important, Um, as important as your CV. So a lot of employers wouldn't accept an application without a covering letter. So I'm on you guys all the time. (laughs) Um, You know, a bit like a wicked witch, but it's true. It, It means that you get a better chance and a really good run at the job that you're applying for
0: now i again I, this is probably going to make me look old because i'm sure everything's done, <laughs> done on, online now right with cvs and stuff because what i'm imagining when you're talking about someone going through a cvs is someone sat in a desk with a pile of paper and going as you know because they've got to do it quickly because there's so many going through and going through and going through them, going through them. Yeah. now in, in my head in, in my limited world that i live in i would think when you're saying to make it stand out mm-hmm. the first thing that popped into my head was well i'll put a giant global and on it because everyone knows <laughs> what that right and it, it's a picture but they don't that, that the fact is they don't so what 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 do you do what do you what makes the cvs that you help create with the lads and the cover letters stand out compared to the hundreds and thousands of others
1: yeah of course so cv um, the cv template that we're currently working with pulls out the really important information quickly okay so we're talking about so your profile summary the bit where you write a little bit about yourself your cover letter actually does a superb job in introducing you as a person um, not just a candidate, as a person, gives, gives the employer a real flavour about who you are and what you've been doing without going too deep, but they'll know that they want to read that CV. So start starting with the cover letter super important. So back to the profile summary on your CV, that's where you give a little bit more detail again about who you are, uh, what you're looking for in terms of employment the template really covers that and gives you great instruction on how to write this this doesn't need to be really long it just needs to be enough to draw the eye because underneath that is the bit that a recruiter who's skim reading so that's what they call it so you skim a cv when she's or he's skim reading they're looking for your key skills okay key skills gives them an idea of whether you're right for the job before they've even learned that you serve in the Royal Marines. So that's that's what they're after. So a key skill, you have key skills and soft skills. A common mistake is mixing the two. So key skills are industry learned skills. For example, just th- I'll throw some out there for you. A key skill is leadership and management.
0: Right.
1: A soft skill is excellent communication skills. So these skills, really, an employer expects you to have their personality traits, um, not just industry-learned skills, they're your personality traits. They expect you to have that oomph behind you anyway before you've walked through the door. So you don't need to list stuff like that on your CV, okay? You can do that later on when you're describing the jobs that you have um, been working in, the roles that you've been working in. So key skills fundamentally so important because I know as a recruiter. So when I worked um, when I worked in aviation recruitment, the key skills would jump out to me straight away because it told me very quickly whether or not they were a good fit. That they it gives me a flavour that they've been in industry. It gives me a flavour that they know what I'm looking for. Okay, so your key skill section I can't drive it home enough is so important. You have to get that right. And again, the template's brilliant because it will tell you exactly what you should down to how many sentences you should be writing under each one. Um, so it makes it really tailor, uh, really well tailored and easy to read. But yeah, it's just simple things like that on a CV that sometimes we can really bust a gut when writing a CV and we can find we've got pages and pages. You don't need that. Um, you need literally two pages max is what we're looking for and your key skills right there on the first page at the very top That recruiter will instantly know that you're a great candidate, and that's what we're after.
0: Okay, so I know you said the key skills are key compared to the soft skills. Uh Do do you find? Obviously, the soft skills are that there's some uh, merit for them. Of course. Do you find lads struggle to sell themselves with soft skills and stuff? Because I remember years ago I did something similar to this. And they said to me, you know, what's good about you? And I'm like, well, I don't know, not much really. And they went, well, you're punctual because you're always five minutes early. Uh-huh. You're flexible because you've done this in the military. You know, you're, you are can turn up well presented because you have to wear this uniform you have to shave every day. Things you don't even think about, those soft skills, where actually they're quite marketable, aren't they, in the real world?
1: They really are. And those skills are really telling when you're at interview level, for example. And that is the one thing about you guys is that you are seriously punctual. Um, It's something that I advocate to our clients all the time. If if you've asked for it to be delivered on the Tuesday, don't be surprised if it comes on Monday afternoon. (laughs) You know, you guys are really, really good at that. Super, super smart, you know, very, very slick in the way that you deal with people. So, again, with your soft skills, you can touch on those things. Again, when you come a little bit later into the CV and you're recording your work history, that's a great time to start adding in those soft skills. Um, So excellent communication skills come with every single SQ within the core, for example. Highlight that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But like the most important factor of all is grabbing their attention with what can you do, industry learned, that will either translate into the skill sets that they are looking for, or naturally um, naturally, just it's a given, it's part of the job description, you have to have that skill. So soft skills, yeah, you guys um, have so many great skills. So it's not about not advertising that and selling yourself, it's about knowing when in your CV to do that. And that would come around about the time that you're listing your your work history. If that makes sense yeah
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking as you're talking this may work this may not work um but I, it's a little bit i think about it a lot okay so i don't mean to put you on the spot but i have them if you're in the core for 22 years mm-hmm. and you are a pw okay and then yeah. you're you, you specialize as a sniper for example yeah when you leave the core you want to work in the bank, right? You want to work in a big bank in London. I imagine being a highly qualified, experienced sniper isn't really that relevant to working in the bank. In the bank, right? <laughs> so, how it always fascinated me. How would you, how would you turn that around?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, for you guys, you have obviously um, you're a settlement team when you're leaving the core will initially give you some guidance on this there's always a route there's always a pathway to go and do what it is you want to be doing okay and that just means finding out what you should be learning how should you qualify what kind of qualifications would you need so great place to start is if you're in that situation is look up um, those relevant jobs. Just, just get nosy. You know, go online. You, can, you've got Indeed.com, Monster.com, Total Jobs. There are some awesome platforms out there for you guys to really sink your teeth in and learn about those industries. Okay, read the job description. The job description on these roles will tell you exactly what you need for uh, to, to be considered for the role. So we start there and i do the same so obviously there are a billion different jobs out there that require different skill sets and qualifications so i will go and i will literally straight into google or straight onto one of the job sites qualifications needed for um, a banking role or qualification skills needed for um, project manage- project manager you'll find all the detail there That is when the real work kicks in. So, you're now making lists of the kind of qualifications and skill sets that they are looking for. Okay, this plays a pivotal uh, part in your covering letter, which I'll get to in a moment. This is your foundation. Okay, so sometimes you might have identified a company that you really want to work for you might know somebody who went to work there and they've had a a really good run at it and actually there's great prospects for promotion and all the good things that you'll be looking for when you come out. I would start with then looking at LCAS providers. So LCAS education um, platforms, you want to be looking at learning providers that cater for LCAS, okay, because this is when you're going to use those credits to your best advantage. If you've established what you want to be doing for work, this is is, is the moment for you now, okay? You're going to start skilling up. You're going to start qualifying. Find on the, you can find it on the LCAS website, um, actually, which we can give details for later on. And it will list every single provider, every single education provider that will accept the LCAS credits so this is a great place to start and then we start looking at things like CBs. okay so you know where you want to be going we can assist you we can help with that so we can identify courses with you we like to give you that autonomy because obviously there are courses all over the the UK some might be better for you than others and we want to give you that autonomy to go and explore that but we can definitely assist you um, in pinpointing the most relevant um providers for the skills that you need and the qualifications that you need so that's a great place to start but always get nosy get online look at the job specs what do they want what would they need from me can i match that if not what do i need to do to bring that all up together
0: okay and this is just a personal message i think for me just to, to lads that are listening yeah i think pretty much from the moment you put your chit in and you don't, you don't realize it while you're serving, but everything is pretty much done for you while you're in the core. You know, your dentist is there, your doctor's there and all that. For the minute you put your chit in, you really do have to be, I think, proactive and, and go and ask these questions and find these things out yourself and start putting that work in. Absolutely. Because people aren't going to do it for you. And when you come outside, it um, sounds strange, but you've got to be a grown-up. Yeah. You know, and you, you do have to do these things for yourself. Um, to be quote-unquote successful uh, in CVs. Yes. So that's, that's CVs and cover letters, that's the, like the foundation. So what is the, is it interview techniques? Yes. Uh, networking, that kind of thing?
1: Absolutely. So interview techniques, I run interview technique sessions. Um, and what I'm thinking of doing is, uh, as more and more of you guys are coming forward and sort of asking me about interviews and what you should and shouldn't be doing, I would like to run maybe a Teams meeting of sorts, maybe programme that in once a week where I can go over absolutely everything um, in terms of the kind of questions that you're gonna be asked, be prepared, how to prepare yourself, how to prepare yourself when a question comes that maybe you weren't expecting, throwing you out of kilter a little bit. All those things that we worry about pre-interview, we can cover all of that ground so interview questions, you know, there are a lot of different companies that will adopt different ways and different styles of interviewing, okay. So we prepare for that. Um, and we can talk through, you can ask me questions that you have been asked at interview previously, and you think that might have been the question that maybe let things down um, if you weren't successful in the application um, or at interview level. So we can go through everything till you feel, seriously confident um about bouncing from interview to interview because you should always be looking to fill that time when you're looking for work fill fill that time with interviews because let's not forget this isn't just about you being the right fit for the company this is about the company also being the right fit for you essentially because that's where you're going to find that that common ground you're going to want to stay within that business you're going to want to grow and develop the business with you know, with your managers, there's lots to be said about getting this bit right. Um, and, and again, you have to feel really, really comfortable. I always say if you're in an interview and it really feels like it's not going well and you can't quite put your finger on why, it might be just that the company isn't the best fit for you. Um, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. We, we, we're not going to love every single job we go into we're not going to always have a magnificent team you know a team like we used to you guys are used to that in the core um you're used to working with people who just know what you're going to do next you they know how you're thinking and that's what makes you the team that you guys you know you are so sometimes in civvy industry that's okay it can be a bit of a trial and error thing and while i'm not saying bounce from job to job to job that, that's not what i'm advocating at all do be aware that sometimes it's just not going to be the best fit for you and you're learning from these interviews you're learning from these businesses about what you want going forwards and that's that's really a positive thing to take from that
0: I think. So what's the kind of next layer to the cake then after CV writing interview techniques what's the next most crucial skill that these guys need to gain?
1: Absolutely so It's really being honest with yourself in this particular situation now. So, you know, you've got your CV up together, which you will tweak for different job roles. As you know, it has to fit and sing for each role that you're applying for. It's about being really honest with yourself about where you want to be going in terms of your direction. Um, And I always say, start with look at work-life balance. Okay, so a lot of people going out of the core sometimes they they're feeling under pressure for example they've been earning anywhere between 35 to 45k a year that's a nice comfortable salary they know that they need to keep achieving that salary they need to um they need to make sure that they're still earning in in principle similar money so sometimes you find that guys are going for jobs that are actually really uber pressured they're high pressured center of london you know which is great if that's what you want if you want to be all jets go five six days a week these are the kind of jobs you want to be looking for so being honest with yourself in terms of work-life balance is asking yourself simple questions like do i want to work weekends okay so i know that you guys can and do work weekends a lot but as a as a general rule you have weekends off that's something you get used to especially over a long period of time Mm -hmm. Um, you know, things like, what, what are the holiday allowances like? What's my holiday entitlement looking like? Um, look at things like, are you able, uh, do they offer flexibility perhaps? Can you work from home a couple of days a week? So if you're expected to go out of the country for, for certain work, is it okay then that when you come home that you work from home a couple of days a week, catch up on admin, sort things out at home and feel like you have your work-life balance? So being really honest with yourself at this step, obviously in principle, you would have been looking into what you want to do before you even write your CV. Of course, by nature, you're gonna be hungry for that information. You're gonna want as much knowledge as you can get your hands on. But at this point here, stop and ask yourself again, really seriously, what do I want to be doing? And, and again, we say, if you're really finding that difficult to answer, Think about something you're really passionate about. So I've got guys that were mountain leaders um, in the core. They absolutely love everything outdoor, everything that they could possibly do that would take them outdoors. They're so game for working in industry where they can get that same sort of environment around them and enjoy what they do for a living. So that's a great that's a great sort of um, place to start is look at the sort of environment that you want to be in, how do you want to be working day by day, week to week, What what's your passion? So I've got a guy that he, he used to be a mountain leader, he's now looking into agricultural um, opportunities, you know, he can really develop in, in these opportunities, but he's going to start small, get really used to the industry and then just work up and up and up, maybe one day have his own freeholding, maybe one day run his own farm, maybe you know, something like that. But there's so much out there. If you're just really honest with yourself, you can find the right path. Work backwards almost. So pinpoint on it, get get a corkboard. I always say this is the best thing that you can do. Get a big corkboard, hang it on the wall. Everything that inspires you, write down on a piece of paper, time and date it, pin it on that corkboard, and you'll be amazed. That as you start exploring opportunities whether that be on the internet whether that be through work placement opportunities um while you're going through transition obviously you have that facility too put everything that inspires you on that corkboard, board and you'll be amazed when you read back after about three to anywhere between three and six months how far you have come in terms of really putting together what you want to be doing and really thinking clearly about it and sometimes you laugh at it because you'll see things that you'd written down previously that now has no relevance at all (laughs) once you start digging deep Um, but you get to see your own journey which is really really important as well because it is transition is a journey so back to the question that you asked what's the next layer you definitely need to be making sure that you are applying for the jobs and the roles You know, that really inspire you that you want to be running for, that you want to be aiming for. You can see yourself progressing in these industries. That would be the third step. And then obviously we get to the point now where we are thinking about applying for roles. This is the serious business now. This is where you're doing, um, you're doing what you need to be doing in terms of applying, making sure that you're applying for a lot of different roles. A lot of a lot of guys make the mistake of feeling like there's one or two particular companies that they'd like to work for. Scrap that. You need to go back to the drawing board and you need to look at all those employers in those industries. Check their job boards, check all the other job boards, but check their their company websites for their job boards. What are they recruiting for? Who are they looking for? And apply, blanket apply if necessary. For as many jobs that fit with your key skills so those keep those famous key skills again and really go to town on it because you're going to stand a better chance even you might get accepted for an interview and you're thinking to yourself do i really want this job it on paper it looks okay but i think i've got another opportunity that looks better go for the interview because if nothing else it's fantastic practice real life interview scenarios Come away from it feeling a little bit more educated, if you will, and then apply all the new principles, everything you've learned from those interviews to the really big ones, the key ones that you're sort of aiming for.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like going from switching from blanks to live rounds. The <laughs> live okay. round practice you get, the better. I just exactly. want to quickly go back to what you said just now, because yeah. um, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of it, is is looking to go into an industry and a job that you're passionate about. Uh Because I don't think, to my knowledge, anyone's ever joined the Royal Marines because they thought, oh, that looks all right. that will pay the bills for a little bit. Um, I'll do that for a little while until I find something better. They do it because they saw the recruitment video and they're like, damn, that's what I want to do. Yeah, sure. But if I could get a message across that even just, just one person listening to takes on board it is when you're transitioning do go for what you're passionate about and don't worry about if you if you feel it's silly what other people think because you know i've got friends who have left the core and one of them was i think maybe the second of you i did in this podcast a load of people know this guy in the core tommy roberts he was a mountain leader from ireland worked his way up through the ranks left as a captain Hard as a coffin nail, and now he's a professional actor. Just <laughs> such a diverse switch, but
1: yeah, he was
0: so passionate about acting and being an actor, you know, he's like, That's what I'm doing. And he's done it, and it's so inspiring to see and make that switch because you wouldn't expect it from yeah, yeah. someone from that background to do that. And I had another friend a couple of years ago who was transitioning out and he rang me up and he, he was so nervous, he just he had this secret that he really wanted to be a barber right, and cut people's hair, yeah, but he was yeah, like, yeah. mate, I'm worried about what the lads are going to say, you know, I've, I've done x amount of tours, I've done this, that, the other, and, and I just really want to cut people's hair, and I'm like, well, why do you care what anyone thinks, if that's what you want to do, if that's going to put a smile on your face, you're going to get up in the morning, you're going to love going to work, you're not going to mind those occasional weekends, or every weekend, whatever it is, go and do it, and he did it, and, and he loved it, you know, I think things have changed now, because of times have changed, and yeah, financially, yeah. it's not been viable, but he loved it. I'll let him cut my hair once. <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of going after what it is you're passionate about. And I think that really helps with what you talked about with that work-life balance. Absolutely. Because you don't feel like you're working because you love it so much. You're just getting paid to do something that like you love to do. Yeah. Good. Now, do you, I, I imagine right when you're leaving and you're, you're firing out these CVs and these cover letters there's a lot of first of all non replies. People mm-hmm. just don't get back to you, and then second of all, there can be a lot of rejection. Yeah, yeah. Do you help guys manage that, or do you let them preempt them and say, "Listen, this is going to happen. You know, not everyone in the world thinks war marines are the greatest people on the planet and can do anything, but to hire you straight away, yeah,
1: do, yeah. do you help with that? We certainly <laughs> do. Um, so rejection from applications. Is horrible when you're first dealing with it. You feel you feel a little bit hopeless. You think that perhaps, maybe, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe, oh my gosh, maybe I should reevaluate my entire life. No, <laughs> not at all. So again, going back to um, helping people in scenarios like that, I was dealing with a beneficiary. He had sent out about thirty applications. So prior to getting in touch with us sent out 30 different applications and didn't get one single invitation for a, an interview that's really disheartening when you're going through that at the time but times are different at the moment and i'm really glad that you touched on that because times are different everybody's thinking differently we have to think differently about what we're applying to as i i think of it as like an a game and a b game so your A game, your big picture, the thing that you're really passionate about, that you want to go for, that's your target, and you're going to get there, okay, and that's how you're going to live your life, and you're going to be making money doing the thing that you really love doing, okay. With this COVID thing that we're dealing with, we have to strategize and work with also a B game. B game is where you're applying for jobs that are going to keep the wolf from the door, you're going to keep money coming in, but it's going to allow you to put your mind and study, so study, re-qualify and reskill during this time. This is a temporary measure, okay, so A game and B game. So back to doing something you're really passionate about, that is what I advocate every time, that's the goal, that is the big goal. But at the moment, with times being what they are, a lot of recruiters, a lot of industries have um, really suffered, as you all know, um, and we've got to work with that. So that means don't be disheartened if you're getting loads of rejection letters. You're probably applying for things in principle that you wouldn't normally apply for. Your CB is telling that story all by itself, unless you have tweaked it for each and every role that you've applied for. And it sounds like hard graft. It's not, you will get the flair, you'll get the knack for it. You'll suddenly realize all I need to do is refer to that job re- job description get the information from there that I need before I tweak the CV and then tweak it according to that job description. If you're looking at job descriptions that you really aren't qualified for, that's okay too. You're still getting a real flavour for what's out there and sometimes you might have transferable skills that sort of allude to that application that makes you want to apply for that role and that's great. You need to just cover that in your covering letter And and, you know, I always think I say I use the word vulnerability because being honest and open with the employer when you're covering letter and saying, you know, I haven't I haven't experienced in this particular industry. But this job for me, I think would be perfect. My transferable skill sets, I think, could really work here. This is this is going to be a great opportunity. I would love to discuss this with you further. So, your CV and your covering letter will be the reasons why you're getting those rejections. That and also multiple applications, and I'm talking applications in their hundreds. A lot of company will put a bar up at around about 300 applications for a big role. They, they might not have time to sift through any more than that. Um, not all, but some will. So you might be getting rejected because you're applying for major industry roles that are gonna be getting a lot of attention they've got you've got a lot of competition so your cv's got to be superb you know and this template really helps you get there with that it helps you to create a really nice piece um that will stand out so that's what we mean in terms of standout cvs when you've got a pile of them like this i want your cv to be the one that shines through essentially rejection is hard to deal with but it will come down to your cv nine times out of ten if you're having problems with applications and things like that, absolutely give me a call. I'll have a look at your CV again, and I'll give you a really honest, my honest account as to why I think it didn't work. We can. T- I'll show you how to tweak it. Um, I'll show you how to make it really, really stand out. You should, in essence, get the job that you're looking for when your CV is right. So let's, yeah, definitely. Please contact me let's let's not sort of hang about if you're finding yourself in that situation do get in touch um and we can have a look at your cv for you and make sure that you just put you're selling yourself in the right way
0: well and i will at the end of this uh make sure that all your contact details are available for anyone that to, wants to reach out and ask for your assistance but i think so far for me uh one of the recurring theme themes and i think the key takeaway is that When you are transitioning and you are applying for a new job, it takes quite a bit of work. You have to be proactive. You have to put the hours in. Mm -hmm. You have to do the study. You have to be out there making moves. And effectively, take that 12 months if you're fortunate enough to have that long to resettle and to really squeeze everything that you can out of it to to increase Mm -hmm. your opportunity and your chances of transitioning smoothly into the public
1: yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more you know i i've always said and i maintain always be prepared for change change can come at us at the strangest of times um it's not always welcome change sometimes we were quite happy with the way things were going along (laughs) and then all of a sudden this big change happens and be open-minded is what I would say be very open minded, start looking way out, guys, way, way, way before you even put your chit in. Start getting a real flavor for what interests you, what kind of industries grab you. This gives you so much study time. If you need to re qualify and reskill, this gives you so much time to do that. So that when you do go through that transition, so that Well the average is a year isn't it if you're just serving notice putting your chit in you've got a year a year isn't a great deal of time not when you're thinking about re-qualifying or skilling up in something else so as far out as you possibly can start thinking about the day that you're going to hand your chit in how do you want to feel do you want to feel prepared and organized so you're going to use that that extra year um to sort of bolster what you've been working on or do you want to be in a situation where that final year is what you've got to put all your ducks in a row i i always think it never hurts and it's not it's not to advocate leave the marines early that that's not the suggestion here this is about that that end date's going to come for everybody at some point so if you're comfortable with what you want to be doing you've been really honest with yourself about the kind of work-life balance that you're looking for, the kind of industry you want to be in, what kind of car do you want to drive? (laughs) You know, it's all of it. Um, You have to factor all of this in. Start doing that early, guys, because your transition will feel really slick in comparison to the last minute. Not only is my job changing, but my whole way of life. You guys, it's it's a way of life. It's the same in, in aviation industry it's not just a job it's a way of life mm-hmm. and, and it encompasses every part of your day the way you think the way you feel how you plan and all of a sudden this changes so if you know in advance and again we can help you with that and give you guidance with that if you know in advance where you think you want to be throwing those arrows what kind of industries you're going to be looking into that final year is going to feel like a dream Because you are literally going to be tying up loose ends rather than digging fresh ground and and trying to find your way through. So I would always seriously suggest a couple of years before you even serve notice. No one wants to do. Yeah.
0: And I think what's great now as well is back in the day, um, before we were so online as we are now. You know and, and you go in that 12-month period and unfortunately you know you're still serving so you've got to do the exercises and deployments and stuff and huh? you're out the game you know if you're doing that but now you're not now because you have a phone as soon as you've got a wi-fi connection or a 4G signal you can still be proactive and, and still working towards that, that end goal, which i think is a, a massive massive advantage in this day yeah.
1: yeah i agree
0: now, now I'm kind of coming to the limits of my knowledge in this this whole sector now, but I know you have a lot of important bits and pieces and some information you want to get across. So I just kind of want to let you run with it now for the for the last five ten minutes of any key messages, uh, words of advice, hints, tips, that kind of stuff. Just to
1: absolutely. So transition, even the word it, it's very final, isn't it? and what i would say is it's difficult some of you guys are coming out of the core for medical reasons it's out of your hands it feels really complex some of you guys are coming out because it's the end of your time there are so many different reasons but the one thing i would say to all of you is it's not as bad as you think on the other side okay it's not as scary as you think it's different okay it's different in how people work the way civilians think talk work you know you're going to find yourself in a different scenario okay but it's okay um don't panic <laughs> so first rule don't panic put your focus and energy onto really establishing where you want to be going what what is your direction if you don't know you pour yourself a really big cup of coffee and you get online and you get inspired. You speak to friends. You speak to us at the employment and education department will help you find that thing. You know, it's out there for all of you. Um, do utilise the Royal Marines Charity website page? Um, there is so much information on there, guys. The, even the CV template, CV template's on there. All you need to do um, is click on the Can We Help button and you'll get a drop down um, page. It will uh, subheaded careers advice. So we talked to you about um, career change companion. That's a great link to take a look at. Quick work um, profile, the buzz quiz. All these tools will help you address and identify what you want to be doing. Okay, CTP CV guidance is also on there. And. Um, prospects for top seven cv mistakes please look at this this is this is really good tool okay you need to read this Um, there's a lot of information on there about your enhanced learning credits guys this is an amazing um an amazing facility for you when i came out of the aviation industry my 18 year career ended quite abruptly and due to personal circumstances that dictated that i could not be out of the country as often as I was it's a horrible feeling when you think there's nothing else out there for you there really really is you're going to go through those emotions you're going to experience days where you think like it feels like climbing Everest just to get your CV done just to get those applications out then you're going to get those good moments where you start getting response and your confidence will suddenly shoot back up again and you're ready. You feel really, really ready for what's ahead of you. Most important piece of advice, I would say, think about your location. Where do you want to be long term? Are you prepared to um, maybe take a slightly lesser paid role? If you if you can do that, where well, you can go in maybe a slightly lower level and go and really learn in industry. You don't have to do that. Of course, your skill sets often mean you don't have to do that. But if you're going into something a little bit out there, a little bit different, you know, think about how flexible you can be around that. Can you take time out to learn while you're working? Are you looking into roles that give you flexibility to learn for a while to study? Really get used to planning your own weeks, like day, like hour by hour. If you have a free day, if you're finishing half day Wednesday, half day Friday, you definitely can be utilised in that time. Get into the learning centre, you know, study. Use that time to, to progress towards your end date. Come out of this feeling really comfortable and really committed to what you're doing, you know. Notice it, it's where to start. If you're feeling overwhelmed, be honest about that. If you're feeling overwhelmed and you really don't know where you're going to go with all of this what you want to be doing in terms of employment that's okay that's really really normal lots of people feel like this in different industries be honest with yourself talk with your family members talk with friends get a little bit of inspiration but always remember the job that you're going to be doing ultimately that's that's how you're earning your crust that's how you're earning your income be inspired be passionate about what you do Except that there might be moments where you're going to take jobs that normal circumstances you wouldn't. Covid is a cracking example of that, where you may be looking into opportunities that normal circumstances you wouldn't touch them, you you wouldn't be interested. Keep open-minded, networking is vital and it doesn't matter if you're working for a company that isn't your A game, it's not part of your A game plan, you could still potentially be networking through those opportunities learning more about industries you'd never have looked at but go into it as positive as you can you guys are brilliant with that you all have really amazing mindsets and if anybody can do this you can (laughs) that's for sure um and i just think go for the thing that you're going to wake up in the morning and smile because you're waking up in the morning to go do that thing feel excited about that thing take some time out like i say to really explore what those options are look at the open university look at all these amazing learning platforms read as much as you can you know get all that juicy knowledge learn about every industry that interests you then make a decision you know
0: absolutely so lads listening first of all if you had no clue that the employment and education cell even existed, you do now. So that's one of my boxes ticked. Second of all, if you did know they existed and you weren't sure the extent of what it is that they do and the services they provide, hopefully now you're a little bit more informed, but for everyone listening, you know, that does now know that these girls exist, come and say, hi, they're based in the Wooden Hut at CTC. If you can't physically get there, I'm going to include all of their contact details here. If you need to ask a question, if you want some specific specific advice, like how to speak properly, <laughs> reach out, ask them. They're a lovely group of girls. They're very, very good at what they do. And they help countless boot either transition from serving to retired or guys that are retired now, that are trying to get back into employment. Yeah. Kirsty, thank you. You're Before welcome. We leave, is there any final thoughts? That's, that's a Jerry Springer thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> have you got any final bits of advice or anything? Or do you want to quickly re off your email address and phone number?
1: Absolutely. So um, I always say, start with an email. If you could outline your situation to me, um, let me know a little bit about who you are. If you already have a CV, please visit that one over and I will just give it a a quick flick and make sure that it's doing its job. Um, And you can get hold of me at k.gallagher at rma-trmc.org. Start with that. You can reach me by telephone. So my direct um, work line is 01392 346 429. Um, You'll get me up until around about 4.30 most days. Please leave a message. Um, If you have missed me, I will come back to you. But the email is a great place to start because I need to get as much information about you as I possibly can. So that I can make sure that I am giving you the best service I can offer.
0: And like I said, I will I will physically write those contact details in the description to this podcast and in the subsequent social media posts we put out promoting it. But Kirsty, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. A very very informative hour. Um, I learned a lot, and I'm sure I'll. Listeners-
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> no worries. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.